Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Caro, and this is A Paranormal State of Mind. Happy New Year's, guys. Yeah. It will be, we're recording a little bit early, but it'll be your New Year's, and we're super excited for you. 2023. Um, we released an episode. It's either going to come out right before this or right after this about doing, um, we did your horoscopes for 2023. Right. So if that's something you're into, you can check it out. Hey, we're doing a little bit different. Um, we're going to be doing reincarnation. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of just go into reincarnation and then Caro is going to tell you a story and I'll tell you a story. So oh. I think it'll be a I think it'll be a fun little episode, a little bit different. As always, I have the animals in here. So right now my cat is just rubbing her face all over my desk. So I'm sorry <laughs> if you he hear any nothing. Uh, I said any numbers. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think I'm having a stroke at this point. Are you having a mini stroke? Be careful, <laughs> no, please. Sometimes my brain's just like, you know what? We're done. This is enough. <laughs> I know what that feels like too. It's okay. Just, we're done. <laughs> um it's been fun, but we've recorded what this will be so, our third episode this is tonight. Third one, yeah. And I'm not tired. It's just my brain just mm-hmm. like, yeah. Just do, do you think we've done enough? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, we'll go ahead and jump into this. So for those of you for those of you who aren't quite sure what reincarnation is, I'll give you a little bit of rundown. Um in the little section I read to you is from a website called howstuffworks.com. And of course, as always, I'll have it in the show notes. I am going to say that obviously this has to do with religion. I'm just reading from what I got off this website. I don't know much about really religions in general, except for Christianity. And even that, I probably don't know as much as most people do. Um, So don't get upset if I say anything. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Um, This is just what I got from the little bit that I have looked into this. So. Here's what they said. Reincarnation, also called transmigration or metempsychosis, is the concept that the soul or the aspect of a soul is reborn into new lives. Depending on the religion or philosophy, the soul can appear uh, incarnate in humans, animals, or plants as it works that way toward an eventual escape from the cycle of birth, death, and rebirth. Uh, Most religions believe that reincarnation or most religions that believe in reincarnation considered it the oh my god believe reincarnation consider it the path to purity and salvation so reincarnation is eastern religion oh my god reincarnation in eastern religions is widely accepted and from what i've read uh hinduism and buddhism are the main religions that that it's rooted in they believe that timelines are cyclical versus uh, a monotheistic religion. Mm-hmm. There's some big words in here, guys. Monotheistic religions such as Christianity, Christianity, Judaism, Islam, who sees life as linear and believe that they live an eternal and eternal afterlife. Um, so, from what I saw, uh, I just read that. Okay. Also, from what I saw, uh, Hinduism, Buddhism. You're so cute. (laughs) Buddhism. So, from Hinduism and Buddhism are pretty close of their opinion on reincarnation. But from what I saw in the very fast research I did, uh, that they mainly differ when it comes to parts of worship of their god slash gods. 
both of these religions are unified by its acceptance of samsara or some i'm probably saying that wrong guys sorry which is the process of rebirth and a chain of birth and death linked by reincarnation you can try to control your next life with the karma uh, so essentially the better you are in this life and the better you then the better off you are in the next which i don't consider myself to be very religious uh kind of more agnostic but i don't know i think that's kind of like a lovely concept just be a good person your next life will be better absolutely but then you know do you really want to base off your life of being like oh i want to be good so my next life is better you know maybe you should just want to be a good person but yeah i think like just the yeah just the premise of being a good person doing your best to be good i think that's admirable for sure but if you happen to like earn some points along the way then that's awesome i mean mm-hmm. boost up your next life but at the end of the day human existence is going to be suffering you know not, not like dramatic suffering yeah sometimes. just mundane suffering yeah <laughs> i mean with life kind. comes happiness and yeah, like, happiness like, and sadness yeah and but there's also i mean i could go into this i don't mean to like go on a tangent but like you know life is so wonderful i mean it's really a gift so i don't know sorry okay go ahead <laughs> what you were saying <laughs> no i i enjoyed it um i'm gonna cut my set out but i stumbled through this very hardly guys there's very hardly that's not even a word that's not what i was to say very hard guys i am having a hard time okay you're doing um, fantastic Michelle. i'm not it's okay stop being so sweet to me <laughs> so uh this obviously ties up past lives and past life regression so i want to tell you that there is a ton of books that talk about reincarnation about um reincarnation without being very religious and one of those authors is uh brian weiss who wrote two books about it and does a ton of past life regression sessions and meditations in fact one of them is on youtube uh just make sure if you do it you just get the ad free version because you don't want to like go through and mess up your meditation for real um but yeah i have looked up his meditation i tried it i'm not good at meditating guys you know um I fell asleep possibly, or maybe I did meditate and I felt like I had a, I know I had a dream about past life, but I don't know. You know, it's mm-hmm. probably, it's probably just like a dream. I don't know, guys. Yeah. I, I believe anything's possible, but yeah. Yeah. I remember um, whenever you sent that to me, I did it a few times mm-hmm. I did it consistently for like, I think a week just mm-hmm. to see what would happen. And yeah. from every session, something new would pop up. It was very cool. Yeah. Um, there was a, definitely a pattern in my whatever I did yeah. experience. There was a pattern involved, and I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> I don't like that pattern." But then again, it was like, "Oh, not not overly surprising." I guess it was good. It was good, but well, sad. If it's the pattern that I'm thinking about, it's pretty foretelling, you know. Part of it, anyways. Part of it, yeah. Yeah. yeah um. All right, so. I figured since I did the breakdown of everything, or I tried to, I attempted to, um, I would go ahead and let Caro go first. So take it away. Well, I appreciate you going into the context and everything. Um, There's a lot involved with reincarnation. I haven't done much research into it, but, you know, although, like, I'm not claiming any religion or any practice, but I think if I were to believe in something, reincarnation would definitely be it. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. that would be the funnest thing, at least to to imagine that it would be like legit. Um, and from what, you know, I feel, cause like, I you know, like deja vu is definitely a thing for me. 
and mm-hmm. I feel like it's a thing for a lot of people you know mm-hmm. I feel like yeah we've definitely been here before there's something about it right but okay not to go into that tangent but there's a story that <laughs> is very 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 well known it's nothing that you probably haven't heard um and I'm sure lots of the listeners have also heard it to an extent but I just thought it was like so cool that it need to be told again um so basically this is about the reincarnation story of Anne Frank you know mm-hmm. so um whenever um this came about it was like uh let's see uh her, her name was Barbara Carlin she was born mm-hmm. in Sweden in 1954 and this was nine years after Anne's death mm-hmm. um she basically you know like from the age of two was like yeah my name's Anne why are you calling me Barbara for you know what I mean like she was immediately like, this is not my, these are not my parents. This is not my home. And so, um, for a long time, just try to figure out what, um, that was about. Her parents really tried to figure it out as well. They struggled for a bit. Um, but they figured out eventually, uh, whenever she got into school and they started learning about the Holocaust and about Anne Frank mm-hmm. and that, um, about, oh, well, wow, Anne Frank's story really resonated with her, but it was beyond that. It was like, I was her. So she recognized herself. And when that happened, um, basically her parents were like, okay, well, let's, let's go along with this, see what happens. And they took, um, well, more so, uh, Barbara took them to her old house, mm-hmm. to Anne Frank's house. And, mm-hmm. um, and she knew how to get there. She knew where everything was. Um, and people were there cause it was, it was like, um, open for, um, I guess that was a, not, I don't want to say it's a museum, but it was something that was preserved open for tours yeah, for tour. Thank you. Yeah. So people mm-hmm. that were like conducting the tour were like, Oh yeah, that actually was there, but we just took it down right. Like mm-hmm. before the tour started stuff like that. So she was able to confirm some things that was really intriguing. Um, and so, um, she did that. And then eventually, whenever she became an adult, Barbara met um, Anne Frank's last surviving um, relative, which was mm-hmm. a cousin of hers. And um, they met, they embraced, and, and it took hardly any time at all for the cousin mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, this is this. He didn't go into details, but he was like, yeah, this is definitely Anne. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what the beauty of this story for me uh, it was that Barbara became like a published author at the age of 12. She wrote poetry wow. books and literally was like a child prodigy. Like she was able to, to pretty much do all the things that her past self, I'm not saying that Anne Frank wasn't, I mean, she obviously wrote, but you know what I mean? Like she was able to continue that into this. Yeah. Life. And that was just so cool for me. If it did, if that is true, then she found a way to have a voice again, you know, and she could be, have a life absolutely Absolutely. so i mean if if this is i don't know what i believe in guys but like so like when i say if this is real it's just because like i just i don't really identify as far as like any religion really Mm -hmm. um with any religion but so when i say if this is it's not because i'm like saying she's lying it's just saying if this is the case Mm -hmm. then it's a beautiful concept that she got to have a a full life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i totally agree i'm just like oh my god like this is so cool that I know like, you know, people that reincarnate usually probably aren't able to remember very far past mm-hmm. like their, their young baby uh, toddler years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's something that's so fresh. You feel it 
and you know it, but then you're told other things, your family probably, mm-hmm. you know, gaslights you for the most part. It's like, Hey, you don't, you know, that's not right. You know, like, that's not what we believe here. Mm-hmm. Um, but her parents were definitely open-minded about it. And were like, Hey, let's figure out what's going on here. And they did. Right. And I'm just really glad they did. Cause, um, I wonder, you know, if, if Anne, um, you know, that her soul essentially would have been able to find that, that resonance, that peace in the life that she's in now, mm-hmm. if, if she were not able to reconcile with the past life, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to be like validated in it. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm sure that would have been just such a heavy thing to feel like, because there's so much on in Frank, there's so much to know, but like to, and, and it's such a public thing it's, mm-hmm. it's anyone can access this information, but like, for her to, to be like, wow, like, and it was such a traumatic situation as well. Oh yeah. I mean, beyond that was like crazy, but like, I don't know. It's just, it just really, it hits me hard. I'm just like, I can't mm-hmm. imagine what that must've felt like if, if it mm-hmm. had not happened the way it did, if, she, if Barbara wasn't born with the parents she's with now, who would have been so um, accommodating, I guess, essentially, mm-hmm. then it would have been really sad for Anne's soul. I feel like. Um, oh yeah of course her poetry may not have been I mean I'm not sure if it wouldn't have been written but maybe it wouldn't have been the way that it ended up being you know mm-hmm. and she could have embraced that part of herself yeah but um but yeah I just thought that was I mean uh, like I said I mean that's a very very common story of reincarnation mm-hmm. that many people have heard I heard it at some point before but I was like I, remind, I was reminded of it I was like oh man this is awesome mm-hmm. yeah but there are other people um like who was it there are like a few family friends that have talked about knowing people mm-hmm. that have felt deeply connected to some sense mm-hmm. of a past life um but they it wasn't so public as to know the figure in history you know like mm-hmm. it wasn't like an Anne Frank situation but it's still still very powerful to think about it's yeah well for me like sometimes I almost feel like if it's like a celebrity and in its own way, like Anne Frank is a celebrity, you know what I mean? Like not really, but you know what I mean? Like she's famous, but uh, sometimes I'm like, "Uh, well, their whole life is out there. But I mean, in those cases, but if they're coming with this from like a very young age, well, you know that like most likely they're not being shared Anne Frank's life story or the story I'm about to do, or I'm going to do when I do mine. Like it'd be a lot for like a tiny child to be able to remember all this mm-hmm. and then also to be able to tell them all this information you know and, yeah. and articulate it because a lot of these times these kids can articulate this stuff and say words that like at that age they would not know or mm-hmm. should be able to say you know what I mean yeah. so absolutely yeah when it's a celebrity sometimes you're just like eh. but you know mm-hmm. I've, I've heard the Anne Frank story and I mean it's mm-hmm. it's it's a it's one that I don't think they're making up personally right Right. Yeah. I feel like, and, and I know like, and now it was like, there's like a nine, nine year gap between mm-hmm. Frank, Anne Frank's death and, and Barbara's birth. But it was, I feel like it was still just so soon after Anne Frank's death still. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense for her to be mm-hmm. at such a young age? Be like, yeah, I'm Anne, you know, I know this yeah. about myself. And to carry that through. Well, I guess it depends on what part now. of the world you know, Barbara. She was in Sweden and everything. Oh, okay, yeah. So, 
yeah i don't know i mean it's it's nice to to believe that that's true i mean i like that yeah. i actually really like that i did reincarnation mm-hmm. um yeah i'm also one of those people i also just like the, the idea of like you're dead there's nothing after that so very like strong on both sides of it like they're like there's nothing after life you're just dead i'm like all right that's cool with me uh but they're like there's reincarnation i'm like yeah okay mm-hmm. well i'll try to make the best of it <laughs> mm-hmm. right you right. know yeah so yeah. i feel that i mean i like to think that there's a reason for all this i mean i mean maybe i mean even if there was nothing after this i feel like there's a reason to that too possibly i don't know but i just like to think that this is something that you know it's there's just so much just too many weird things too many mm-hmm. things that align and, and, and make sense and then they don't anymore and then mm-hmm. they fragment and it's like what is it all about i don't know it's just yeah. i love it but it's like i feel like once we get to that point where we are slipping back to whatever we came from whatever mm-hmm. it is i don't know i just feel like we aren't going to be afraid of it i think that it'll be okay like we'll be mm-hmm. like oh, okay i remember now well i mean you have those stories where kids talk about how like they choose their parents you know or like Mm -hmm. you know and that stuff's pretty crazy to to go into i mean i i i'm not doing this story but there's like this story about this little boy and this is like a very brief like cliff note version but essentially like i think he was from england but he started talking to his mom about like where he grew up and like um it was this tiny town and like it wasn't like anything you'd see on tv like oh come vacation here it was this like nowhere in the middle like tiny tiny beach town um and so she ended up like finding all this stuff about it and like he was able to go to where like his home used to be like this tiny shack and there was family members left over and he was like that was still living and he was able to talk about how like his mom and dad like his first mom and dad chose them and then like it's a great story. I, I'm I not know. doing it justice, but it's, um, and so I think he met like a sister and she was like, no, I like, he acts the way he talks. And this little boy is talking like the way that a boy back then would talk. Mm-hmm. And cause I believe the woman was old when she met him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way he was talking was, she was like, it's so much like my brother, you know, whenever he was little and stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy, you know, and it's, and then he said, you know, he ended up choosing his current mom and dad. And so I think there's something beautiful about it, you know? There is, there is. Wow. It's really touching. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, you also can go into the whole thing. Like when you like have a connection with somebody like, Oh, why is there like, is it a star seed thing? You know, is it like, uh, my twin flame, you know, those sort of yeah. things. Yeah. Um, the only time, and like I said, I'm not sure if I fell asleep. I'm, I'm a wild dreamer. So I'm like, I can like almost like pull my dreams out into reality, but I did the meditation thing and I had a dream and um, for some reason in my dream or my meditation, whatever happened, I was with one of our friends who is now dead, but it didn't look like them. But, like, somehow in my dream or meditation, I knew it was them. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's pretty crazy because, I mean, I knew this person from the time we were younger, but they were, like, four years younger than me. Whenever you're a kid, that's a huge age gap. You don't have anything to do with somebody who's four years younger than you. Right. And so, three or four years younger than you. And so, um, years later, when we started, like, working together, we became really close. 
there's just like this immediate connection I have with them, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so like, I think that's like a really beautiful thought. Like maybe we did know each other in a past life. And yeah. that's one reason, like we just connected so fast. And like, I, I loved this person so much. Mm-hmm. Like there's very few people in my life. That I'm like, oh, I love you. And I don't mean, like, in love. I mean, like, oh, my God, I love you. And that's very rare when that happens. Like, I like people. Mm-hmm. But to be like, I love this person is a lot for me. Um, so, I mean, yeah. Caro is obviously one. Um, and then my husband and a couple other friends. But this friend was one that I just, I was like, oh, man. And it was, like, very fast. I was like, oh, I love this person. They're great and like we just clicked and became best friends so I think that that like that was kind of cool and it, it, regardless if it was a dream or not I mean, we both got in my dream or whatever we both got killed so you know oh, for real yeah mm-hmm. wow yeah wow we were lovers <laughs> it makes sense it makes a lot right? of sense <laughs> yeah, so funny. Uh, I always smile whenever I think about you guys yeah together it's so sweet um mm-hmm. trying to think um some past life uh meditations that i did it was like mainly uh, i remember seeing myself in a wide variety of of environments and and experiences and it was mainly i was always always trying to do the right thing uh <laughs> and i always ended up getting myself into trouble <laughs> and I mean in like a very mortal way like um I would end up just like getting killed over something stupid <laughs> like, that was gen- generally what happened every time I was like man this is like I can't learn I just can't but that was I don't remember seeing anyone that I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely someone from my past life. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely believe that that's a thing. Like I feel like mm-hmm. if you were to tell me that we was, we knew each other in a past life, I wouldn't mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, same with you know a few other people. I just feel like that's something that's your soul is able to be like, okay, hey, mm-hmm. if you want to go back into the realm of the mortals, I'll go back too, mm-hmm. and then we can link up at some point. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's definitely a thing. And um, yeah. I I mean, yeah, I, I think it's cool if that could be coordinated at some yeah. point. <laughs> but as of right now, it's kind of like, oh, it's, if I just don't think that some friendships um, and there's the people that really impact mm-hmm. you and influence your life, like, you know, like, um, like what you mentioned before, it's not coincidence to me. I just can't. No, I mean, I can put myself in the, the state of mind where I fully believe in reincarnation. There's always that part of me in doubt. Mm-hmm. And, like, if that's the case, if I'm, like, going full head on reincarnation, mm-hmm. then I for sure feel like there's people that have been, like, this is my first time meeting you, mm-hmm. or this has been many times I've met you, you know? Like, um, for me, for my husband, Tristan, I feel like if there was lifetime, this is my first lifetime loving him, mm-hmm. and I do love him. It just doesn't feel like there's that past behind us mm-hmm. um but then there's other people like our friend that i'm like yes i feel like there's definitely a chance mm-hmm. that i've met you in another life and there's a couple other people you know so you know um i get that 
And I think it's beautiful to, to go into. Like I said, I like the idea of reincarnation, but also like the idea of being like, yeah, you're dead. There's nothing there. I'm like, cool. That sounds beautiful. I like that. Um, but if I can easily put myself into the realm of like, yeah, reincarnation is 100% real. And I can fall into that and be like, yeah, I feel like I've known that soul or that heart before, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I haven't had this happen to me, but I remember you told um, the story about someone recognizing you mm-hmm. from a past life. Um, so I was in Walmart and there was this like little, I love old people guys, like true old people, True. not rich old people. I know it sounds bad. Rich old people are usually assholes, but if you give me like just a little Southern old lady, I love them. They're so sweet or a little Southern. I like older men better. Like there's just so sweet, but a little old lady too. Um, so this woman was like, can you help me? And I'm short. So she's like, can you grab this for me? Like, I can try, but, um, so I can, I, yeah, I grabbed it for her. Mm -hmm. And when I hand it to her, like, essentially just like, she grabbed my hand and she's like, I knew she was something like, I knew you or I know you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh? And I was just thinking like, oh, everybody knows my family. Like it's a Mm -hmm. smallish town or it kind of was at the time. Yeah. And, um, and it was something like probably like oh you know my grandma or whatever, and she's like no no like I I I, I knew you, we she was like we died together essentially, mm-hmm. and I was like excuse me, and she was like <laughs> uh, she t- proceeds to essentially tell me that like we both died together but we were practicing, um, what people are calling witchcraft. So it's no telling if that was like witchcraft witchcraft or we're just like healers. But she said we both got killed because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was like, I know essentially she'd like, I mean, she taught me for a few minutes and it, at the time I was very young and I really wasn't like, I've always liked paranormal stuff, but I guess like I wasn't super into it like I am now. Cause now I like ask a thousand questions. Like, do you want to have lunch with me? Let's hang yeah, out. Yeah. I was going to this by the time I was like, oh, okay. And you know, I was like, well, that's, you know, I asked her a couple of questions and I can't even remember all of it now. I mean, even though I told her at the beginning of the year, I still can't remember Mm-hmm. all of it but um it was really cool and i was like well that's that's an awesome thought yeah i got yeah. murdered again but <laughs> <laughs> this keeps you know. happening to you yeah. <laughs> patterns yeah. that's so funny well you know they say if you have any scars on your or not scars yeah no any birthmarks on your body yeah. then most likely that's how you're killed I have uh do you have any birthmarks I do. I have a big one on my um my left side, like right back okay. here. So don't know what that could mean. Maybe I just like had like some major trauma happen. I don't know. But I have like a weird scatter of like birthmark on my knee right above my kneecap. Oh yeah. It looks like honestly if I got shot by a shotgun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't think getting shot by a shotgun in your like upper or your I don't know, right above your kneecap and take you out. Yeah, also, my my, I don't know. I don't know. Evidently, when I died, both times, if my one time was real, it was a long time ago. So they didn't have shotguns back then, you know? So mm-hmm. who knows? But that's it. I don't, I didn't think, to think about, huh? It's intriguing to think about, though, like mm-hmm. birthmarks being like somehow linked to the way you died yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Mm. Then my brother has like a 71. Like it's a seven and a one on his back leg. For real. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah, that's his birthmark. 
That's so cool. I wonder what that means. I have no clue. Hmm. And then Tristan has like a weird, not weird, like bad. It's just like it's a weirdly shaped birthmark on the back of his leg as well. Oh yeah, a lot of leg birthmarks and like birthmarks. Yeah, and intriguing. There's us three people. What does that um, mean? I don't know. Must have been a really long and agonizing death if that's the case. But I would say. Alrighty, guys. Um, Kara, did you have anything else to add on your story before I jump into mine? Mm, no, no. Okay. Just let me share and cut you out. No, you're good. All right. So, all right, guys. So I'm going to be talking about James Madison, and I looked up the last name is pronounced two different ways. When I could see Leninger or Leinger, um, but I'm just going to call him James from here on out. James was born in 1998 in California. Later, at some point, they did move to Dallas, Texas when he was still very young. His mother, Andrea, was a former dancer and resume writer, and his father, Bruce, worked in human resources. So just to start out, uh, there really wasn't any, they weren't doing anything professionally what we're about to talk about, though Bruce did seem to have a little bit of an interest in this. So, I mean, I guess he could have learned some of the stuff from his dad, but this is a lot for such a little one to know about. Um, so just go on this with an open mind. Um, when James was just a few months shy of turning two, his father brought him along to the James Cavanaugh Flight Museum in Dallas, where his father said he was transfixed by the sight of the World War II planes, and he was upset about having to leave, which, I mean, it's pretty normal for a kid to throw a fit about leaving somewhere, so can't take that into account. Um, but a few weeks later, Andrea, was the mother, was shopping, and she was going through and showing him different toys in a bin. And she said she ended up pulling out a little propeller plane, uh, handed it to James and said, look, there's even a bomb underneath. James corrected her in his little baby voice that I'm not going to do. Um, he said, that's not a bomb, mommy. That's a drop tank. Um, she later brought it up to her husband. Uh, and he explained to her what a drop tank was. And for those who didn't know, because I didn't, it's just a, an extra fuel tank that's uh, on the uh, aircraft. Um, but anyways... Not long after he turned two, James started having nightmares multiple times a week. He would kick and scream, yelling about plane an airplane crash, a uh, plane on fire, little man can't get out. And a few months later, when his parents decided to actually start bringing this up to him and ask more questions and, and get into what the nightmare is about, he told them that he was, he was the little man and that his plane had been shot by Japanese. Um, weeks later, he added more details. Uh, he said his name had been James. He flew a cause air and he had flown from a boat named Natoma or Natoma. Um, I had seen two different, I think it's Natoma. Um, but anyways, uh, over the next few months, he goes on to tell of a friend of a friend and a fellow pilot named Jack Larson and that he had been shot down near Iowa Jima, Iowa Jima. I think that's how you say it. I look at these pronunciations, guys, and then I just kind of forget once I start recording, so um, bear with me. As time went on, James seemed to be consumed by his dreams and past lives. He would play with his toy planes, making them crash and break. Uh, he started drawing naval area battles between Americans and Japanese where uh, the planes would be on fire, there would be crashing, bullets flying, and bombs exploding. Uh, these drawings always had planes based around the World War II, World War II era. Uh, with propeller aircrafts. He would also sign some of his pictures as James III. And when asked about it, uh, he said it was because he was the third James. All right, guys, so here's my biggest problem with this, and it just might be because my son does not like to uh, draw. Uh, he's not artistic like that. Um, but 
I find it hard. So I guess around this age, he's probably like three or four. Um, they don't go straight through there. But even then, a four or five-year-old, let's just say four or five, that's a lot <laughs> to draw. Um, so this is my only time where I'm like, eh, is this kind of iffy? But that's all I'll say about it. Um, I, I wish they would have put more into the age about it. So I could have written the age. But anywho, that's what we're going to go with. That's where my only doubt really lays with all, lies with all this. Um, anywho, uh, he knew knowledge about these aircraft names and nicknames uh, for the Americans and the Japanese and the aircrafts and what each type did, um, which is a huge deal because there is a ton of nicknames. Like I looked into them and it's, it's crazy. Uh, one day, whenever he was buckling himself into the back seat, he would always act as, as if he was putting on like um, all the headgear and stuff that pilot wear. And then once him, his mother took him to a local air show where she was able to get on an aircraft. And when he mounted the cockpit, he put on head, head gear in a professional manner. And I mean, he seemed to just kind of know what everything was. And I believe it said that there's like a bystander or not a bystander. There's somebody who worked with the aircrafts who was just like amazed by how this like kid could, could know all the stuff and be aware of how all the stuff works. Um, James's mom seemed to... Excuse me. James's mom seemed to believe her son and the possibility of a past life, whereas his father, Bruce, was a devout Christian who was very uncomfortable with the idea of reincarnation. He did eventually let curiosity get the best of him and decided to do a little Google search. Now, he already knew that Cosair, which is one of the, the aircrafts his son had talked about, was an American World War II airplane. But what he did find out is that the USS Natama Bay was an aircraft carrier that served in the Pacific World War II that took part in the the Iowa 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 I can't say this different every time Iojima uh, operation and one of the pilots who had been based on that ship was none other than a Jack Larson. This Jack Larson had not been killed in action though, so there's a little bit of, of a difference there. Um, but in his continued search, he did find a man from Pennsylvania named James McReady, uh, James McReady Houston Jr., um, who we're just going to call from Houston here on out because it's a lot of James and Jacks and, and all that stuff. Um, he had been killed near Iojima at the age of 21, which matched his son's story pretty closely, except he had been shot down in an FM2 Wildcat and not a Cosair, like his son had said. However, um, Bruce was able to find and visit Houston's sister, Anne, who showed him a picture of her brother standing next to a Cosair. Anne told Bruce that her brother was hit in the engine, which was hit in the engine, which exploded into a ball of fire before it crashed, which is pretty much concern, uh, confirming young James's story. In between meeting uh, Houston's sister, Anne, he was able to go to a reunion of the Nantamo Bay pilots, and James was actually able to recognize a man by the name of Bob Greenwit Greenwalt uh, just by hearing his voice alone. So he heard his noise or heard his voice, and his ears kind of peaked up. Um, through the years, uh, they did keep in touch with Anne, um, and actually, James was able to speak about his past life. Um, and with his family, and he said that their father was an alcoholic, and he actually was able to tell details of a painting their mother had done. Um, Anne was able to verify these similarities, and after meeting young James, she believed that this was, in fact, her brother reborn. 
Um, which I don't know. I feel like that would have to be like such a sweet feeling, especially to like lose your brother in such a horrible accident. Um, according to his parents on the anniversary of Houston's death, he had these horrible nightmares. Um, it was a rough night for them. And then at some point, and I couldn't tell if this was like the night of an anniversary or a different night, but they did say that he had two memories between being reborn First memory, he said he remembered choosing them as his parents and gave them uh, spot on details about them being in a hotel in Hawaii they had been staying at during a visit. And second, they had once asked him why he had named his G.I. Joes Bill, uh, Billy, Walter, and Leon. And he told them, because that's who, me, who I met when I got to heaven. Later, they did find out that three squadron mates of Houston who had actually died before him were named Billy Peeler, or Peeler, Walter Devlin, and Leon Connor, um, which is pretty amazing. Uh, When James was three, his mother, Andrea, had decided to contact Carol Bowman after reading her book, Children's Past Lives, How Past Lives Affect Your Child, just to see if she could help him with some of these constant nightmares and memories. Um, Carol, who is also a regression therapist suggested that uh, some techniques for her to help James, like being sure to give him reassurance that the the horrible things that happened was over, um, that he is safe now, um, that this was all in the past. Uh, this caused quite a drop in the nightmares, which was great, um, and it actually helped. She helped the family for over eight years. Uh, she did eventually end up talking them into writing a book of their own, um, and this book was called Soul Survivor, Soul Survivor, The Reincarnation of a World War II Fighter Pilot, which was pub- published in 2009, and it made it to New York Times bestseller list. Um, unfortunately, his family received a lot of hate, and um, which is a shame. I don't think this family is lying. Um, James's or Houston's sister doesn't believe she's lying. Some of James's old, you know, the old James, so Houston, I'm sorry. Some of Houston's old friends didn't believe he was lying because of the information this kid had about different things. So, you know, even though this is a kid, even if his parents were doing this, this is still a kid. Don't, don't try a kid down. But anywho, James is now in his early 20s and says that as the years went on, his nightmares and memories lessened. But if he really tries, then he can still remember the plane crash and the traumatic and ending moments. Um, I didn't watch it, but evidently last year he was on a Netflix show called Surviving Death. So, yeah, if you want to watch that, be sure to check it out. Um, and like I said, just be kind, be open. I, I don't really know what I fully believe in, um, but it was a fun little story to research. And if this is real, then that's crazy. I'm sorry, my cat is like going wild, guys. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, I don't think that would be what you would, you know, like, and I think also about people that have expressed or like children, I guess, that have expressed kind of remembering things from maybe 9-11 possibly you know mm-hmm. like you know there's fire jumping out of buildings stuff like that like I feel like at such a young age that's not something that you'd be terrified of but that's something that you know was a very visceral visceral and I feel like I'm not saying that right experience for them it was very much embodied yeah and so with all the traumatic lives lost on 9-11 and everything I feel like mm-hmm. that's definitely a huge um, possibility a huge spike probably in like reincarnations that are like collectively oh yeah able to identify a pattern and hey like I'm having these nightmares I'm having these fears mm-hmm. that feels very very real for me and yeah I it'll be it interesting to see 
you know, if there are a lot of people who eventually, the younger generations who will have reincarnations mm-hmm. of the lives lost in 9-11, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, with this, you're like, oh, World War II, that was so long ago. I mean, mm-hmm. really, if you think about it, it wasn't that long ago, but really, it, you mm-hmm. know, in our heads, really, that's so long ago. Yeah. But I mean, 2000 or yeah 2001 i mean that was nothing really you know so it's gonna be interesting when right. these generations yeah. here and i evidently you know i mean i'm not evidently as if i'm an expert mm-hmm. evidently um it's, it takes some time because you know mm-hmm. with Anne and frank's soul it seems like it took her nine years to come back mm-hmm. i'm not saying that's gonna be you know the the mm-hmm. standard obviously i feel like there's no. not really a rhyme or reason i feel like maybe it's just whatever you feel uh, is necessary for your soul mm-hmm. to evolve maybe because I feel like that's part of the goal with reincarnation is to mm-hmm. make sure that you're learning your lessons and you know and like you said perhaps choosing your family mm-hmm. choosing your your parents maybe and if your parents aren't ready to, for you at that time yeah you have to factor that in as well oh exactly you know, yeah that's part of the if that's part of the whole plot with your next mm-hmm. life um so there's a lot to think about, a lot to consider, yeah. but it's fun. It's very fun to think about. Oh, for but, sure. You know, also, what is time anyway? An illusion. That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't do good with pop quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. No, no pop quiz. I don't want pop quizzes either. <laughs> I was not going to get a lesion, by the way. I was going to sit there with my mouth open the whole time. Because I was like, I feel like you want me to say something. I don't know what it is. I was going to let you say whatever you wanted. And I'd be like, yes, you're correct. (laughs) You're right. Because it's like, you just stopped talking. I know I was listening. But I was like, all they said was time. And I was like, it's on my mind. (laughs) Uh, That's so funny. So I did want to say real fast, guys. Um whenever i was talking about the um, where he got killed near like mm-hmm. the first james mm-hmm. if you want to know the spelling for it, it's i w o space j i m a so i was thinking iwo jimma iwo jimmy jimma mm-hmm. iwo jimma i think is how i would say so i know i said it weird um and then i always thought it's like natomino bay so is that a different one? I don't know. But this one's spelled N-A-T-O-M-A. Bay. I just thought it was said some other way. So just a heads up there. Mm-hmm. Don't. If you haven't realized, I can't say words yet. <laughs> Nor can I. Nor can I. It's okay. They're so weird. And you don't think about words until you go to look at it. You're like, I've exactly. never thought about how exactly. to spell that. And once you see it spelled, you're like, oof. Totally. 100%. I don't know. Because yeah. honestly, I always thought it was like Natamino, so I thought I had an N in there, but I think it's just Natamo Bay. Mm-hmm. So I feel yeah. like I pronounced that wrong a lot, um, but you got the gist of it, you know. Yeah. We're picking up what you're putting down. So Thanks. Okay. Yeah, of course. Um. So do you have a question you can think of to ask Ooh, tonight? Icebreaker. Oh, yeah. Okay. So oh, although we've probably covered this a little bit with the Zodiac episode, but um, I know that we talked about New Year's res- uh, resolutions, stuff like mm-hmm. that, making goals. Um, and you mentioned um, that you're more of a goal-oriented person per month. Mm-hmm. So, so for the month of January, mm-hmm. would you like to share what your goal goal is? 
Um, so I'm supposed to start taking classes, but some stuff got messed up with the schedule. So if it gets fixed, I'm going to start taking classes to start my job, hopefully if I get it in the summer. Nice. Um, so that would be a goal if that gets just to get kind of used to that. Cause guys, it's been a hot minute since I've taken a class and I hate taking classes. I hate them with a the deep passion. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a big one. Just trying to get adjusted. Um, and I've been trying to get ahead on podcast stuff, uh, so it's just trying to get more organized with that. It's a little bit of a struggle just to try to like juggle everything. Um, and then of course, you know, I've actually started working out this week. Um, by working out this week, I mean like one time because my legs are so but sore. I feel like I couldn't walk. Time, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah, I just want to start getting healthy. Uh, my husband started going to the gym. So I'm like, damn mm-hmm. it, now I can't be the only out of shape one this motherfuckers trying i have to You're try so now cute. too <laughs> no, um, no but really i need to just get healthy guys i'm not healthy like my knees sound like they scrabble at them mm. i was walking yeah. up the stairs one time and someone was like what's that noise as he stopped judging me <laughs> i can't take it <laughs> but no it's just to get healthy so that's my plan uh it just right now january is still kind of up in the air mm-hmm so yeah. once I know what's happening with that, that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm going for. But yeah. definitely this month, I've went ahead and started um, exercising. I found out just a little bit TMI, but I have like really bad um, periods, and I found out that if I do work out, then they're not quite as traumatic. Like I feel like I'm dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that seems to help. Yeah, that's that's January's up in the air for mm-hmm. me, but yeah, that's where we're going with it, and. Awesome. Uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. My son starts school this year, which I signed him up. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping he gets accepted into the school I've got him going to. Mm-hmm. I'm wanting him to go to. And uh, I don't know. That's kind of bittersweet to even think about it. He'll be going to like a year-round school. So like it starts a little bit earlier than most schools. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm excited for this year. You know, yeah. I'm excited to get a job. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, and you yeah. will. It'll all work out just like you wanted to. I know. I hope so. I'm trying to be more positive. I started, guys, I started waking up every morning and being like, what's three things I'm thankful for? And it sounds so cheesy, but I'm trying because I'm like such a negative Nancy all the time. And so I'm trying not to wake up and be like, oh, I'm grumpy, you know, so it's, it's um, hard because I'm, I am thankful for so much in my life, but oh, once yeah, you sit yeah. there and you're like, all right, let me do this. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to journal. So, yeah. uh, that was just like, everybody's really new you, new me. Well, I, I don't know. I just don't want to suck for the last month and <laughs> month of this year too. So, so um, I don't want to yeah. wait until next year to try to better myself. And, right. I, I love that. You're being so proactive. You're doing yeah. so good. Journaling is really good. Um, I'm bad at it. I did look up journal prompts. Cause like, if I just been like, let me journal, I'm just gonna, mm-hmm. you've heard me ramble. That's what my journal is. It's like, I'm going to talk about this for a few seconds. I'm going to talk about this for a few seconds. And it's nonsense. But once you get it out there, do you feel better afterward? Like, do you feel more like clarity maybe? Um, Some days I feel like I do. Other days I'm just like, look at me. I tried. You know, it's just yeah. kind of like, hey, I did it. I tried. Like, it, yeah. I didn't talk about anything useful. I also can't, like, go to therapy right now. Like, I would love to, but, like, I can't find a therapist and it costs a lot of money. So I think it's really good just to, like, talk out issues. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because like i've talked about it here a couple times but i have like really bad like issues with like body dysmorphia and stuff and like where's the root of that and how do i handle that and so like it's been like really i guess i feel so cheesy but it's like we've been very therapeutic to see like okay like I don't understand why I have this. And if this is the reason why I have this, and that's a really fucked up reason why I have this. And it's just like, it's been really cool to sit down, I guess, like actually write it out. And like, even some things I don't write out, but I'll at least like discuss it to myself in my head. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because sometimes I'm like, I don't want this on paper. Like what if someone reads this one day, you know? So it's been really nice just to make myself talk to myself you know mm-hmm. and not be negative because I could literally like wake up and be like I hate myself I hate my body I hate who I am and it's been nice but like you can't wake up and hate yourself so uh yeah that's what I'm doing that very that's what I'm trying mm-hmm. uh, what that. about you you got any so big big plans hopping into January mm, big plans I honestly am just taking it a day at a time I'm enjoying mm-hmm. the, the, the flow the process right now um, uh, things new developments right now recently started tea uh, testosterone shots you guys mm-hmm. so that's fun um, something new but it's something that I've been wanting to do for over two years and so it's finally coming to fruition mm-hmm. and so I'm excited to see where that journey takes me but it's just you know it's just gonna take some time yeah. you know next year things might develop and and that might help with some maybe some gender dysmorphia that's cool we'll see yeah. what happens i'm very optimistic but um i think it'll be great and yeah. with that and you can add on to it um i know that we have talked about like i still struggle and i'll still call you she sometimes just because i've known you for so long and i've gotten better about calling you they and them mm-hmm. but I, and I can cut this out if you don't want me to, but I know that you want to be start being called he or him. And so I'm going to start incorporating that. So if you guys get a little confused by what's happening, oh, that's really you know, sweet. Um, I and know. I will, I will slip up quite often. Okay. So like, don't think that I'm trying to like, not be respectful. It's just, I've known Kara for probably like going on 11 years. Decade, yeah. yeah. So it's just, you know, like what, nine of those years is me saying she Mm -hmm. and her, and then it's been about a year of me saying they and them and, you know, so I'll be working on it. And it's not like, it's not like I'm like going to like perish and like burst into flames if I don't hear they, them, he, him. Like that's not, yeah. like at the end of the day, like, because, you know, I lived in an environment for a very long time where that was shut down completely, you know, mm-hmm. where I couldn't be addressed as either of those. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's not, it's not going to be the end of me. If you forget yeah. or if anyone like doesn't want to acknowledge it, it's not, it's not, it's not that thing. You know, I, I'm just, uh, you know, just trying new things, but, and, but to actually tell someone what you prefer as your pronoun or pronouns, that's like really kind of scary you guys I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie like it's probably I'm one sure. of the scariest things about this whole process especially because I'm not like fully into it yet if that makes sense like I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not a gatekeeper and now hopefully no one else is gonna gatekeep me from being in this community of you know transitioning and whatnot because I feel like everyone's got their own right their own path to it um, their own goals and I'm still not really sure what my my goals are with it is you know it'll just be defined as I go but mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, basically, you know, I'm just 
uh, I'm not overly worried about it. Don't worry about it if things, <laughs> if you don't remember is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you um, mean. But I also know that you have created such a, a loving and, and very mindful environment, this whole mm-hmm. thing. And you've been yeah. so protective of me and, and boundaries and helping me learn how to make boundaries, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. And that's something else I really want to do next year is to also be able to continue uh, I guess refining those boundaries with certain mm-hmm. people and yeah. to make sure that I take care of me and that that's, that's important too. So, yeah, I think that's a great goal. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, yeah. Don't message me ever to make a comment about Kara. Like you can be like, I don't like your voice or you guys suck at podcasts and that's fine. But don't be like, I hate your podcast because Kara has decided to go by this or Kara is doing this. Cause I won't, I will not have it. The only hate I've ever received has been about that. And I've straight told them to go shove it. Um, I've told them they have a small dick. Let's be honest. It is men who have messaged me. Um, so don't, don't, don't even think if you hear this, you're like, oh, fuck them. I didn't know they did this. Well, don't message me. I don't want to hear it. Like, regardless, and I'll be the first one to admit it. I did not understand the they, them thing. Like for a long time in my head, I was like, this is. This is so stupid. I don't understand it. I know that's like small minded, but like truly I did not understand it. And then once Kara told me this is what they prefer, this is how they're feeling. I was like, all right, time to do some research. Like this is somebody I love. Let me read into this. And if there's somebody you care about or somebody you love and they're going through this, or even then just to educate yourself, just do it. Mm -hmm. Like it's so confusing. I don't fully understand, but it's, it's what, people want and that's what makes them comfortable and if it's, if it's is it th- that hard to refer to somebody by what pronouns they want to be referred to no it's not it's, it makes you less of a shitty person to be <laughs> to be understanding and yeah. loving you know especially that. now i mean it's 2023 so you just kind of have to stop being so close-minded about everything, you know, and be understanding and loving and open. And mm-hmm. as long as Kara ever never tells me they're going to be a cat, <laughs> I'll still love them. <laughs> if they start identifying as a cat, then, you know, the My podcast evolution. is over. <laughs> the podcast is over. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, all I can think about is like on Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. Whenever <laughs> what's her name becomes a cat. Um, what was her name? God, um, I cannot remember now. Oh, uh, it was um, it was Dennis's girlfriend, right? Yeah, he married her for a while. Yeah, he always is like, I have to say that bitch alimony or something like that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so that's the only thing that made me stop <laughs> wanting to be around Caro. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but yeah. Even if that were to happen, honestly, you guys, I feel like Michelle would still love me. She'd figure out a way around it. Oh, I would love you from afar. Like, <laughs> I love you, and I hope you have a solid life as a cat person. But like, as a cat person. I'm out. Mm, well, I, I, all, all jokes aside, though, I really appreciate you making yeah. this such a safe place, really. Um, you didn't have to. You didn't have to say anything, and you still don't, but you do, and... I mean, it just speaks volumes about your character and like how much you just, you, you get it. Like you may not fully get it, but you get it. You try. And that's all that I want, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, 
but yeah, pronouns, they shouldn't be hard. They really shouldn't, but they no. feel, for me, based off of some past, past experiences, they are terrifying. And so it's oh, I'm like, sure. I'm just like, oh God. Honestly, <laughs> terrible. I fully support you, but like, there is such a fear in me that somebody's going to hurt you. Like, I think about that all the time because of your choices. And you should be allowed to make those choices, but especially with, like, the shootings and, like, all the all the hateful things that are happening right now with, like, the LBGTQ plus community, it breaks my heart. And you're, like, the first person I've been really close to who is came out and is also doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it scares me so if there's any part of me it's just like it's just like I worry about you and that's for everybody just be safe because I think that's the worst part of it not because of what you're doing your choices because I worry about the shitty people in the world mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah be aware of your surroundings you guys I mean it's unfortunately it's not always a safe environment like this podcast can be but you know eh. I think that we all have room to grow and maybe 2023 yeah. will be a monumental time, you know, we'll be like, <laughs> we'll see, maybe, maybe. It's a nice thought. It's a nice thought. I like to think um, that this could be um, the start of something really beautiful. We'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have any faith in humanity. I have no faith. Um, okay, so I'm going to say this. I know we're getting deep. I'm glad that I live in America because there's so many other countries that are just so awful to people, like worse than we are. And so I feel privileged that we live here and I feel lucky that we live here. But also, I just hate the government. I don't think we've ever had a good president. I don't think we'll ever have a good president. I know that's going to be a big thing and I don't believe we're ever going to get one. And I... I think it's just a crappy system we got going on. Mm-hmm. And so when people are like, it's going to get I'm like, it's not because somebody wants to learn from their mistakes. I mean, our hatred for people of color and people who are different, that should be, I don't know. I'm just like, how are we keep living these same, how do we keep making it as a country and not just the United States, many other places, but as humanity, how do we keep making these huge, disgusting choices? Mm-hmm that's where I come from I mean I hope it gets better I that would be the dream right but like yeah, yeah. you know um I don't know I I have faith in us I mean sure we're we're human we're gonna fuck up unfortunately some will stay ignorant and that's that's just part of it but I think overall things are gonna things are gonna shift soon I mean next decade I'm, I think that things are gonna look up I'm excited yeah. I we'll hope see. so. I hope you're right. I hope I'm wrong. We'll Honestly, see. that's what I'm always thinking. I'm like, I hope Kara's right. And I hope I'm wrong, <laughs> which is big because I hate being wrong. But anytime we disagree, true. anytime we true. disagree on something, I'm like, I hope, I hope they're right. Oh, so we'll see. only time will yeah. tell. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, guys, we actually uh, got a little deep on this one. Wait, so, um, <laughs> sorry. This is our essential <laughs> side. Don't get so deep. Oh, yeah yeah so uh, i hope you enjoyed it and if you made it all the way to the end then really cool of you mm-hmm. um we're really excited to go into 2023 with this podcast and with all of you guys um uh yeah i think it'll be an awesome experience and you know 100 percent. yeah thanks for 
thanks for listening and joining us absolutely on the up and up you guys have a wonderful january yeah we will talk to you soon and we'll scare you later scare you later let's go